Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, I'll tell you what. The race for the AFC championship has changed dramatically over the course of the last 48 hours. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is two-time NBA champion Norris Cole. We're in for Amber and Ian tonight on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. And we are presented by Progressive. You can check us out. The Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-ESPN. 888-729-3776. So, Norris, I'm in Cleveland where we lost Deshaun Watson for the year on Wednesday morning in a shocking broken shoulder press release that came down at 8.50 in the morning. This was a little bit less surprising with Joe Burrow today because we saw how bad it looked when he went out of that game last night. But to lose two-star quarterbacks like this, both of them really considered AFC contenders. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's been a really good 48 hours for Kansas City, who's been sitting around and they haven't even played a game because two top QBs now, both Burrow and Watson, out for the year. Yeah, it's tough. I don't think that the I don't think the Chiefs are exhaling because they still got to deal with those defenses. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure that their defense is exhaling like whoo. That's one less thing we got to worry about. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I, I think you can make the playoffs with Dorian Thompson-Robinson as your quarterback, which is the mm-hmm. Browns situation. I think the Bengals are done because their record is now two losses worse than the Browns is at 5-5. Five and five. And they're one of the most disappointing teams in the league. You know, I think they started slow with Burroughs' injury, but to lose these two games, both to Houston and Baltimore, and to have Burroughs' injury on top of it, man, it has been a brutal five or six days for Cincy. I want to ask you this from a fan perspective. I'm in Cleveland. You're in Dayton, which is where you grew up. We're we're both uh, connected right now, and we're both in the same state, in the state of Ohio. So this is both, you know, Ohio football organizations, okay? They're both Paul Brown's teams, Cleveland and Cincinnati. And both of these fan bases feel like, I think a little bit, to differing degrees that their teams are cursed. Um, if you're a Bengals fan, you've never won a championship. You've never you've been to a couple of Super Bowls. You've even been close in Super Bowls. In one, John Candy was the ruination of you with Joe Montana. In the other one, last-minute drive for Matthew Stafford. You're this close. But you grew up, you know, you alluded to this earlier, the bungles, the disgrace of a— And the Browns have also, they've never even been to a Super Bowl and they've been around forever. Do you believe in sports curses like that? Because amongst my friends in both (laughs) fan bases, there has been a lot of curse talk on my phone over the course of the last couple of days. No, I don't. I don't believe in curses. I mean, obviously, there's only one winner every year. It's only one team that can win the Super Bowl, you know, and hopefully – over the decades and decades of time, you wish that just, you know, the franchises from your state would win one. But I don't think they're cursed. I just think other teams are better more consistently. Uh, other teams are ran better more consistently. Now, that's changed in recent years because obviously the the Browns and the Bengals are now a lot more competitive. They have high, high-talented, high-skill position players. So, obviously, they've been drafting and getting free agents well. I, but I don't think it's a curse. I just think that this, this league is tough to win, it's only, and only one team can be on the top. And so 
whoever wins, that's good, and everyone else yeah. wasn't good enough. Yeah, Rather, it, just, yeah. it felt to me like, man, first of all, I thought Cincinnati, when I saw them go to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, I thought they'd be back, and I'm surprised that even with Mahomes I knew better than that, though. Yeah. I knew because that conference is tough. Like, yeah. Lamar Jackson is in that conference, and he was, you know, he was hurt that year. Like, Lamar is back. That Browns he has, defense he has is, not been the playoff quarterback that Joe Burrow has been. They ran into, you know, Kansas City got him last year, very close game with Mahomes limping around at the end. Yeah. So Cincinnati was close to going back to the Super Bowl. And then occasionally you have a string of bad luck. For Browns fans that have been waiting and waiting, <laughs> they, they finally yes, they have. have a day where someone says on the ESPN platforms that they're a championship contender for about 24 hours and all of a sudden boom their quarterbacks out for the year and they're starting a fifth round rookie amber and ian on espn radio espn app joe burrow obviously was down uh, with this news today it is a torn tendon in his wrist of his Mm. throwing hand his right hand these are again deshaun watson's was a throwing arm this is a throwing wrist um, uh, on on how this all came together. Here's here's Joe Burrow out for the season in Cincinnati. I knew I couldn't. I knew I couldn't t- yesterday, uh, and so that was tough. You know, I was excited about how that game was heading, uh, and then, you know, after the game, kind of kind of had a feeling before uh, before we got the official news, but. This is what it is. When you went to the tent and before you do those, did you think, do you feel pretty good about the situation? Did you not feel good about the situation? Oh, I'm not, I didn't really have a feeling at that time. Uh, just gonna t- I was just going to tape it up and give it a shot. Uh, just couldn't. Two other things I wanted to pick your brain on. Aaron Goldhammer, Norris Cole with you, Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. If you had to guess... You know, I know the Browns are better positioned standings-wise. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their quarterback, and uh, Jake Browning is the quarterback now of the Cincinnati Bengals moving forward for the remainder of the season. Which team do you think has more potential with their backup in place to make some noise? Is it Cleveland or Cincinnati? I think it's Cleveland because their backup has more experience playing this season. He's had to play a lot. And so he has uh, more timing and camaraderie uh, with the offense, with the cadence, with the center, with the wide receivers, with the play caller. Like they know the packages for him. They know his strengths and his weaknesses. With Browning, they're going to have to put in whole new packages, you know, to, to make sure that he's comfortable out there. Yeah. And that's going to take some games, you know, that they don't really have. Because in the conference, I don't even know if they won a conference game. If they have, the, the, so I think they've won one, one conference and, game, and I so, think every other win of theirs have come against the NFC West yeah, teams, so, which is their NFC conference. They've I gotta played. go with the Browns. Yeah, every tiebreaker they don't have. The Browns at least have won some division games and some conference games. Yeah. Right, one other, one other thing here on that because I agree with you. I just think Cleveland's defense is better. I think Miles Garrett <sighs> is a really dominant defensive player, and while Cincinnati has a well balanced D and Lou Anarumo, uh, Big Lou. Is, uh, is a good coordinator for them. Jim Schwartz has been great, and the Browns have, I think, not just a defensive player of the year candidate, but maybe even the Browns win MVP the division. Candidate. Could Miles be an MVP candidate? Go, 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 Ooh, why not? Give me, your, give me your read on that. Because I, I feel like it's a quarterback award, but maybe you could make a case this year that a defensive player should win it. This year, historically, offenses are down, which means defenses are up. And mm-hmm. Miles Garrett is the best defensive player in the league right now. You know, they got two in that conference. They got two of the best defenders in the league. 
him and J, him and TJ Watt. Dave Watt, yeah, and, and they'll be playing in San Francisco. Each other got, on got, Sunday, yeah. And then San Francisco got the other best one out there. Yeah. You know, the Bosa. Dallas has a pretty good one. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this year, this year is is really like Miles, Miles Garrett. Miles has gone to else. another level. Yeah, yeah it's I, Miles Garrett and everyone else this season. I, I, I think it's fair to say. I have a question for you, Norris, and also maybe question for our fans on the Dr Pepper call in line because I felt bad about something when I saw the Barone news. Obviously, I support the Browns and I want them to be successful, and I'd love to, you know, see the fans here in Cleveland have a chance to go to their first Super Bowl. And we were pretty torn up on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. There was a little part of me when I saw the Barone news today that was just happy that we weren't alone, that it wasn't <laughs> only us that Misery lost. loves comfort. That's exactly. And I, I look, I tried to Love kick company. it out of my mind right away. But, look, if you root for or against a team, like if you root for a team, you root against a team. And then when they have something bad happen to them, like, don't lie, you're reveling a little bit in the Michigan scandal. There's a little part of you that's laughing about the, the two wins the last couple of years don't really count. How many jokes are being made amongst the Cole family about that? I imagine it's going on all over the place. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we're, 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 we're reserving judgment to it until the NCAA comes out with the big rule. <laughs> but, <laughs> but trust me. We definitely, you know, smiling inside like, oh, man, he's got, they got it coming towards let me, them. Let me be clear. I never want someone to get hurt. Ever. But we never, we know that. Never. You never root for that. You're a bad person if you root for an injury. Right. But there was a little piece of me that just, I felt less alone. I felt somehow comforted by the That's fact. That's because they're in your state with you. That's because I, it's Ohio. I, I, that's why. Maybe that's the only I, I, so, why. I sort of was like, look, at least it's not just us that's dealing with this. Am I a bad person for that? Triple eight, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Phone lines are open, and we will get to your calls coming up. Also, we'll play a special edition. Who you got? That's next. Aaron Goldhammer, Norris Cole, Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. This week on Football Sunday on ESPN Radio. Touchdown, Chargers. Justin Herbert leads the Los Angeles Chargers into Lambeau Field to face Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Packers, touchdown, Jordan Love. Coverage begins at noon Eastern with kickoff at 1 Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ooh, little quiet storm 
On a Friday night, Amber and Ian with you, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is two-time NBA GM Norris Cole. Norris, don't lie. You're impressed that I knew what this bet was. Very I a impressed. Little, a little bit more credibility from you that I knew what this was. I'm, I'm very surprised at that. <laughs> Norris, very in the impressed. middle of eating, you, you know, you kind of impressed me. I, I pictured you as like a burger guy. The NBA players are so health conscious nowadays. You're eating a turkey burger. Are you not a meat eater at all? No, no, no red meat, brother. No red meat, brother. No, no red meat. No red meat, brother. I don't know how. I don't know how you do it. I no, look no, a turkey no pork, burger. No red meat. A turkey burger to me is like you know I don't know. It's it's like it just if as long as I'm gonna put something between two giant pieces of bread, I want <laughs> it to be the real actual thing. Cheese, <laughs> maybe a little bacon, lettuce, tomato, ketchup. I can't do turkey. I I gotta have I gotta have the whole thing. Well, I'm gonna shock you because I just had a turkey burger with no. With no bread, I just ate the. You just, just ate, ate the, the patty. Burger. Oh yes. my god! You guys, you guys are too, too healthy. <laughs> you guys are, you guys are too healthy. Um, Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, it's time for us to play uh, another edition of Who You Got, which we'll do here about two minutes from now. But before we do that, we've got Mordecai on the line who joins us from North Carolina on Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. What's up, Mordecai? Yeah, hey guys, uh, great Mo- show. Yeah, I just tuned in. And I, I happened to hear uh, you discussing the um, uh, the injuries, Joe Burrow and, and Mark Andrews. Just want to make a quick comment. Um, first of all, Joe Burrow, man, golly gee, hate to see that guy go down. He's just a great individual, a great player. I'm I'm just going to be I'm so sad to um, to see him not be able to uh, compete. But what I really want to comment on is the Mark Andrews injury because I think that Mark Andrews injury is more. In, is more critical to Baltimore than the Joe Burrow injury would be um, to Cincinnati because I don't think Cincinnati was gonna was gonna was gonna win it. But this is, as far as I'm concerned, this is Baltimore's year. And without Mark Andrews, oh my goodness, it's gonna be really hard for um, for Lamar. Yeah, Lamar but Mordecai, I I see that, but I I also think that a true test of Lamar's greatness, right, is if you take away you know look if everything goes perfect and it's an amazing year part of the reason why you give Lamar the contract Norris that he got in the offseason is because sometimes great players and great quarterbacks have to do it under less than ideal circumstances I agree I agree I believe that this is going to give Lamar a chance to really really show his greatness he's already shown he's great yeah but the, the best of the best sometimes have to win without you know ideal circumstances now when I say ideal circumstances, no one can win without an offensive line. Patrick Mahomes yeah. learned that. Yeah. He almost got there and got crushed. He so almost did. You got to have he an offensive line. He almost did, and then he definitely did definitely not. Definitely did not. <laughs> right. So, so other than the offensive line, yes, you, a great of the great quarterbacks can can do it. And I and I think that he's in a, in a position to where his receivers this year are talented enough. His running game, you know, the RPO game that they have can keep you off balance enough to where they can get it figured out. Uh, and, I, and I'm a believer. I'm a Lamar Jackson believer. Yeah, well, they certainly, after Burrow went down, and they had to deal with their Andrews injury of them own. They were pl- impressive last night, and they've, they've got good control. I wouldn't say it's totally over with Cleveland and Pittsburgh chasing them. They've got good control over the AFC North. Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. It's time for us to play another edition of Who Ya Got? Who Ya Got? All right, you guys, let's start off with 
a game that will be on our airwaves tomorrow, and yours truly will be a part of that broadcast. The Washington Huskies travel to Corvallis to take on the Oregon State Beavers, the favored Oregon State Beavers. Aaron, who you got? Well, Oregon State minus one, and everybody is telling me all week, pick Oregon State, pick Oregon State. I'm going against the grain. I think Michael Penix is just that good, and I think Washington has heard so much of, look out, it's a tough place to play. They haven't lost there in two years. Look out for Uyunglele, better coach than you think. I think Washington's going to be ready, and I think they're going to run the football effectively. I think that's going to be a real key for them. I like Washington plus the one in Corvallis. Norris. I'm with you. I think Washington, is, they're much balanced, much more balanced offense now. They have their running game rhythm, which is going to mean their play-action pass is going to be a threat. And that guy, that quarterback, Michael Penix Jr., he puts the ball on the money every single time. So I'm going with Washington in Oregon State. All right, next up, we have the top-ranked team in the country, the Georgia Bulldogs, traveling to Neyland to take on Tennessee. Last year, this was a bloodbath when Tennessee was the top-ranked team. Georgia favored by 10 points. Norris, who you got? Oh, I'm going with Georgia, and I think they're going to win by more than 10 points. <laughs> I think they're getting ready for the end-of-the-season stretch they, they see the SEC championship right down the road. They see the college football playoff coming. They're healthy. They got the tight end. They're all world tight end back. I think, I think Georgia's getting ready to, to run the table, I think, maybe for the rest of the year. Can, can we say, both being in Ohio, for everybody that says Brock Bowers the best player in the country any position, no, he's not. Marvin no, Harrison no, no, Jr. is the best yet. player in the country any position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's sure. not to put Brock Bowers down at all. It's just He's in the conversation. I'll give him yeah, that. He's in the but, conversation. Marvin Harrison is doing things that I don't know if I've ever seen a college wide receiver dominate a game the way Marvin Harrison Jr. is. I agree with you. I've got Georgia here. I've got Georgia big. I think they'll send Tennessee a message. Look, they clobbered the Tennessee team last year. Right. That was much better than this year's squad. Although I think Georgia's going to run into trouble when they see Alabama in the SEC championship. So I don't know about their long-term prognosis, but I think certainly they'll win this week. Keep hold of that number one ranking. Who you got? ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Aaron Goldhammer, Norris Cole, Harry Black, our producer with us for another edition of Who You Got? What's next, Harry? All right. I, I think I have an idea, an inkling, if you will, of where you guys are going to go with this one. The Steelers, <laughs> the fighting Kenny Pickett's travel to Cleveland to take on the Dorian Thompson Robinson led Browns, who are a point and a half favorite. Aaron, who you got? I love the Browns defense, but I'm sorry. They're, they're feeding Dorian Thompson to the Tigers like he's meat and the Steeler defense is in a zoo. I wonder if he might improve as the year goes on. I think this is going to be a long day for the Browns offense. I think it's going to be an ugly low scoring game. It's one of the lowest unders in like the last 10 years on ESPN bet. If you want to bet this game, nobody thinks they're going to be any points scored. I like the Steelers plus the one and a half and I'm worried the Browns aren't going to be able to score. Norris? Whew. Well, I've been giving the Browns all this love tonight, so I might as well stay consistent and keep it going. I think their defense is going to – I mean, both defenses are, are very talented with T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. But I, the game is in Cleveland. I think that will help, the, you know, help the, the backup quarterback. And I think that they're going to 
you know, nine to three, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Norris what is, knows what it's like. I've been to about 12 Cleveland State basketball games oh, in my man. life. The only person I've ever seen who could get Clevelanders to show up for Cleveland State basketball is Norris Cole. They once had to open up the top level of the Wolstein Center, and I was there. I yes, was there sir. for that. Shout so out to Cleveland State. We, we had a rocking <laughs> Cleveland State basketball game. Norris knows what Cleveland fans are like. Who's next? Harry Black with us. Who you got on ESPN Radio? All right. Next up, we have two teams that we never talk about here on ESPN Radio, the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Bills are favored by seven. Norris, who you got? Man, I have the Bills in this. And I'll just say this. If the Bills can't beat the Jets right now, it's over. It's literally over for them this year. So I got the Bills. They have they have their star quarterback. They have their star wide receivers. You know, their team is intact. And so I, I think that they they should beat the Jets. They should. They we didn't don't know. earlier this year. Right. That game was in uh, the Meadowlands. It was in New Jersey. This one is in Orchard Park. And I, I do think the Bills will win, but I don't know about the seven. I don't know about covering that spread. I also wonder, this Stephon Diggs situation, it was explosive in minicamp, and then he's got his brother talking crap about the quarterback and the organization. He's sort of distancing himself from it. thought it was a really odd situation this week. Uh, for the Bills to deal with. So I think the Bills will win, but I think more turnovers, and I don't think they'll cover the seven points. I like the Bills outright, but the Jets plus the seven. We got time for one more. All right, last one. I'll ask you guys real quick. Eagles at Chiefs. Chiefs two-and-a-half-point favorites. Aaron, who you got? I like Philadelphia to win the game outright. A happy day for some Kelseys, but not others. Norris? I'm going Eagles. Yeah. I think we both like Philly in this game mm -hmm. on the road. I think they'll be maybe the more desperate team. And, boy, that opens up the door. You know, I don't know. If if Philly wins this game, all of a sudden Baltimore and that first-round bye becomes mm -hmm. a, a possible conversation. Look, Mahomes has never had to go on the road for a playoff game, Norris, and that would be a certainly a new experience for them and for him. Up next, we welcome Corey Alexander to talk some NBA with us in the in-season tourney next. Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio. Greeny. I have seen the future of the NBA. It is French. It is named Victor Wembanyama. He is everything people have been telling me for the longest time he's been. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, how would you celebrate if your team won an NBA in-season tournament championship? We will ask an ESPN NBA analyst next. Amber and Ian are on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. I'm with two-time NBA champ Norris Cole, and we are presented by Progressive Insurance. We go to the hotline where Corey Alexander is standing by. He played for four NBA teams over eight seasons. And also, Corey, I guess you once saw Norris play in a ballroom in Cancun. Please tell this story. 
<laughs> I absolutely did. I watched Norris play against, I believe, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe, that whole crew from Kentucky. Uh-huh. And he may have been the best player on the court. He, to put on a show for Cleveland State in that game, I remember it. I walked away from there. And, of course, you're playing in the ballroom. The only people that show up to support any of these midseason tournaments are Kentucky fans. But he was spectacular on the court and, of course, went on to have a, a very good NBA career. So, you know, good to be on with you guys. Man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate that compliment, too. Corey, we've got 11 games in the in-season tournament tonight on the docket. None of them are going to be played in ballrooms. But give us uh, <laughs> some first impressions on the format here of the in-season tournament, what you've seen so far. I like the format. Um, I do like the format. Of course, the format would be much better if the two expansion teams go in and we have eight pods of four teams. And then, of course, the winner of each pod goes into a single elimination tournament. But we're not there yet because we only have 30, 30 teams. We don't have 32. But I do like the way things are going. And more importantly, I do believe that NBA players are taking it seriously. We've seen more guys playing back-to-backs this year than I think we've seen in years past. I think we've got more guys, you know, intent on playing more games. But I believe it's provided some excitement. And, again, I was iffy with the in-season tournament the same way I was the play-in tournament. But I love the play-in now, and I believe the in-season tournament will be something that myself and NBA fans will love moving forward. Question for you, Corey. You just said how the guys are taking it serious. Do you, take, do you think that they're taking it serious simply because it's an in-season tournament, or do you think they're taking it serious because they just want to get off to a good start, you know, to the season? Or do you really believe that, like, winning that title actually really means something to them? I think that winning the title only means something until you're out of contention. Yeah, of course, Doris, you, you know right. what this is exactly. like. When you, when you play in the NBA, everybody at the beginning of the season thinks they're a playoff team. Mm-hmm. But once you're out of contention, it's like, ah, that's not important to me anymore. So that that's what's going to happen. We're going to see as we get later to, into this in-season tournament, more and more teams are going to start to tail off with their interest in this. But those eight teams that get to move on now, and you're going to have two at-large teams. And so mm-hmm. when you think about that, there's going to be more and more teams still competing and playing hard early in the season than we would have seen in a normal scenario. And more importantly, you've got more guys on the floor, not low managing, not missing games at this point in the season. Do you think it would be better and even more competitive if the winner of the play-in tournament, I mean the, um, the mid-season tournament, got a guarantee at large bid to the playoffs? Do you think that would make it even more, uh, more exciting and more competitive? Because for me, I think that everyone would take it a little bit more serious if that were the case. That would absolutely make it more competitive. However, what it would take away from is that team's competitive nature after the in-season tournament is over. So I'm with you on that. It would absolutely make the beginning of the season earlier, but if you know you've got a automatic spot in the playoffs, you don't care if it's the 6th seed, 7th seed, 8th seed, whatever it may be, now for the next 50 games before you even get to the playoffs, they're going to low manage. They're going to treat things in a different manner and everything than they would normally. Forgive me, my mom's phone is on the, the, the loudest ringer possible. But, but you know, so when you think about when you think about that, I think that it would be great for the end season tournament. But I don't think it would be great for the remainder of the re- regular season for that team. 
Uh, Adam Silver calling Corey Alexander's mom with takes about the in-season tournament here on Amber and Ian <laughs> on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Norris Cole. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on around the league. The pairing of Giannis and Dame, uh, what grade mm-hmm. would you give it so far, Corey? I would give it a solid C. And again, Oof. you know, I'm sure Norris would think the same. Basketball people know that when you give up Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. you're giving up a great chance to win. I, what, uh, my, my simple suggestion, I mean, well, my thoughts on that was wherever Drew Holiday ends up is going to be my favorite. We knew he wasn't going to stay in Portland. And so, of course, it came down to whether he was going to go to Boston or whether he was going to go to Miami. And I said, whether either one of those teams he goes to, if he goes to Boston, they're my favorite. If he goes to Miami, they're my favorite. Dame is awesome. I love Damian Lillard, everything about him. But Dame does not affect the game defensively the way that Drew does. And when you want to talk about winning championships, it's a guy over here with us right now in this conversation who has two rings. When you talk about winning championships, it's still defense. It doesn't matter the sport. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how great your players are. LeBron James, during those championship runs in Miami where Norris has two rings for, was defending. Dwayne Wade was defending. Chris Bosh was defending. That's how you win championships. And until Milwaukee addresses that, they're not going to win with this combo. No, I agree. I agree. It's about a solid C, but I think they're going to get better. I think they're going to get a lot better. Uh, and history has proven Every NBA champion from the beginning of the league has been a top 10 defense. Most of them have been top five. I think there's only been one NBA champion that wasn't a top 10 defense. So they definitely got to get their defense together. Corey Alexander is with us, ESPN uh, basketball analyst. Um, Corey, Russ coming off the bench, good idea or a bad idea for the Clippers? The only way it's a good idea is because if, Russ volunteered it. That's the only way it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And, again, when you make this move, I'm thinking from the beginning, you start your four L.A. guys. You start your four guys because, I mean, at the end of the day right now, what four men can, can Kawhi not guard? <laughs> I mean, you're talking uh. about one of the elite <laughs> defenders to ever play the game. What four men in the NBA can he not guard? But more importantly, what four men can guard him? Paul George is one of the most versatile players in the game today. Of course, you've got the beard who does what he does, but Russ plays harder than everyone. So, again, Tyloo knows way more about coaching than I do. But I'm starting those four guys and Zubac. We're playing four out. Can you imagine how difficult it is to guard those guys? But with PG, with Russ, and, of course, with Kawhi on the floor and Zubac, you've got four high-level defenders. Now, James isn't the best defender. We get that. But if you run a lineup out there where 80% of your lineup are good to great defenders, you got a chance to win each and every night. But what about the, the ball movement, though? Um, they, they competed well against Denver the other night, but sometimes, like you said, no one can really guard them. No four-man can guard Kawhi. But schematically, if the ball's not moving, you don't necessarily have to guard him you know, with the four-man one-on-one. So how can they combat that? How can Ty Lue combat that? But there's only one Golden State. And so when we talk about the ball moving, mm-hmm. there's only one team that really plays that way, that's been successful playing that way. 
the NBA and North, you know this very well, it's all about identifying the mismatch. Absolutely. And so whoever's Absolutely. got the mismatch gets the opportunity. And they'll create – all four of those guys are not just good, great players. Right. We're talking about four Hall of Famers. So That's now true. when you think about that, each and every one of those guys demands a double team. And so the ball moving goes to the whoever has the advantage, and then they make a play for themselves or for one of their teammates because of that. But Russ is not just a guy who can, of course, get attacked with the basketball downhill. He's a great cutter. He's a great finisher at the rim. And, again, he's the one that I think has sacrificed the most. He showed that last year in the playoffs. But he also is the guy that's the most reliable and shows up each and every night because he's healthy. And so, again, I don't think bringing Russ off the bench is the best idea, but if Russ suggested that, yeah. by all means, I'm with him. Yeah, and that's what the reporting about it says, and I agree with you. I think that makes a difference. We'll see where that goes from here. Appreciate the time. Corey Alexander, ESPN basketball analyst, joining us on Amber and Eon on ESPN Radio. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, Corey. Hey, thank you guys for having me. That is Corey Alexander. We've got big football coming up this weekend on ESPN Radio. Tune in. College football doubleheader on Saturday. Tomorrow, USC hosting UCLA. And then the big one, Washington in Corvallis against Oregon State, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage starts 3 o'clock Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And then on Sunday, you can tune in for a football doubleheader full day on Sunday as the Packers host the Chargers and then the Jets go to Buffalo to meet the Bills. Coverage starts at noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations. More next with Amber and Ian. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. Norris Cole with you, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This week on Football Sunday on ESPN Radio, it's a showdown between AFC East rivals in Orchard Park when Zach Wilson and the New York Jets face Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. It's no secret. The clock's ticking. You know, got to have some urgency now. Coverage begins at 4 Eastern with kickoff at 425 Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. Who is on top of Norris Cole's early season MVP list? If you bet at ESPN Bet, you're going to want to hear this segment. Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. Hi, Mary Goldhammer with the two-time NBA champ Norris Cole. ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, Triple H say ESPN if you want to jump in with us. Norris, looking at the odds, Nikola Jokic obviously is the favorite. But I, I feel like at plus 210, and I don't think anybody would dispute. If you do, you don't know what you're talking about. He's the best player in the world. But I just think to win MVP, he's going to have to do something insane because he's already done it twice. And that's a lot of times not how the narrative of this award goes. I think it's safe to say voters like sort of a new, fresh something. So there are a couple of guys who crack this list. And I'm going to start Shea Gilgis Alexander at 15 to 1. Took a huge leap last year. But the Thunder are playing like a top six playoff team right now, Norris. And Shea is one of the big reasons why. Shea Gill is definitely one of those, you know, early dark horses for MVP because of the team's success. He already showed he can average 30. He did that last year. But now he's averaging 30, and the team is being lifted to where they can be not in the play-in, but be solidified in the playoffs. When he give you that shoulder, huh, we call it that big shoulder. When he give you that big shoulder. Yeah. I mean, he got the Euro. He got the big shoulder step back. He's patient. He puts you in the post. Got the pivots up and under, mid-range, the hezzy pull from three. Like, his his bag is complete. I, I don't know. If you're Steve Ballmer in the Clippers and you watch him play, you got to kind of be kicking yourself. I know you had to put Kawhi and Paul George together, 
but you traded a guy who's become first team all NBA and that's a little bit tough to stomach and that's Shea Gilgis we talked about Anthony Edwards a little bit earlier he's at 20 to 1 and I actually think there's real value here because I think there's a world in which the Timberwolves because they'll focus so much on the regular season and this is a regular season award in my mind if they're the number one seed in the west Anthony Edwards is going to be a legitimate MVP candidate any team that finishes number one, their best player is going to be MVP candidate. So why yeah. would it be any different for them? And plus, his game is speaking loud and clear. He has arrived. NBA, he's here. And he's, he, he's second to none. You know, his talent, his uh, athletic ability, yeah. his court savviness, his yeah. skill set. You know, both he, ways. Both, both ways, offense he, and he's, defense. He's taken over Kawhi as like the best two-way wing guy in the league i think now he's Absolutely. he's got to be number one on that list the other thing that always interests me and, and you played some international basketball i think uh norris in your past mm -hmm. it feels to me like a lot of the guys that really play well and commit to team usa they always come out in their subsequent nba season and they're just on another level and i think that has a big role in how well anthony edwards is playing especially young players that get a chance to do it the young players that get a chance to do it and play you know, you come into the season with some rhythm. You have that, you know, you have that chip on your shoulder from either coming off a win in feeble play or coming off of a loss in feeble play. Both of them can fuel you in going into the next season. So I think he's he's fashion. He's he's sharp, and his game is is proven. And I like he got that dog in him. Yeah, he, he not did, ducking no smoke. No, that is. <laughs> He, he feels like dog. he wants to play NBA games on Saturday nights, NFL games on yes. Sunday afternoons, video yes. games, eSports on Sunday nights, Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. There's one other guy here. I can't believe the way he's played, and I know he plays for the Indiana Pacers, but Tyrese Halliburton is doing some things that I don't know very few other guards have ever done. Magic Johnson-like. In a two-game stretch, he had over 120 points and no turnovers against Philadelphia in a little baseball series home at home last week. And to me, he has been one of the five best players. He's 50 to one, 50 to one to win the MVP right now on ESPN bet. I think Norris, there's some value there. Yes. I mean, when you have a guy, he had, I think he had 42 assists and no turnovers in two games. Uh -huh. Where do they do Jeez. that? On what earth do they do that? It's like, oh I'm like, is this, the re is this Magic Johnson, the reincarnation? Like, and on top of that, he's scoring and leading his team. Like, no one had any expectations for the Pacers this year. No one did. So no, what they're I, doing right now, huh, yeah. there's some value in that. What you said, 20 to 1? No, a 50, 50 to, to 1. one. He's mm. 50 to 1. You bet $100, you win 50 grand. Yeah, it's more than you would possibly ever imagine. Yeah, it's Man, a, it's. It's it's incredible. Uh, Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. You bet a hundred dollars, you win five grand right mm. now on on Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I don't like the Joel Embiid bet right now, not because I think he's playing any worse than he's played in the past. Because oh, he balling. But but he is. But Tyrese Maxey, you know that story has become the story of the Sixers. And again, this is a word that's as much about narratives as it is about who actually is going to end up winning it so i to me mm -hmm. there is not a lot of value on joel Embiid at seven to one well i mean joel Embiid, don't let's not get it twisted he's the best player on the sixers we all know that but what it's just that what tyrese maxi is doing to go from averaging 20 points a game to 28 a game that, that's almost unheard of yeah it's like 
as soon as they got James Harden out of there, it's like he was able to grow and be unleashed and un unlock himself. And I think is that he's Norse, is that just a honeymoon thing for the Sixers? Or do you think they're also going to look back April, May, and June and say, oh, we're so glad that we got rid of James Harden? Not for sure. They're gonna. They're they're not going to regret that. They're not going to regret that, right? Because either way, whether they win the chip or whether they get to the Eastern Conference Finals or not, Maxi is going to prove that he's the future. You got to think he's a young guy. Yeah. He's showing that, hey, listen, I'm the future, and I can play with Joel Embiid. And, and Embiid is still – enjoying the game mm -hmm. and be trusting and what you need that because you don't want Embiid to get disgruntled and be like hey I want out that's the last thing you want and so I yeah. think Maxi is going to allow that they're going to they gonna have to pay him a crazy bag since they didn't pay him this year, though. Well, look, <laughs> gonna if he, goes, if he goes all NBA, bag. then the money that he's going to make is just going to skyrocket. Super Max. Ian, I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Norris Cole. So, listen, there are a couple of guys on here. I can't even believe they have odds on some of these guys at ESPN Bet. <laughs> if you like – now, look, he's a nice player. If you like Jordan Clarkson to win the MVP, they'll pay you plus 50000 you bet a hundred bucks to win fifty grand on the sixth man of look sixth man of the year. The, Absolutely, man, Jordan Clarkson can win that. Right. Who's voting Jordan Clarkson for MVP? I can't believe they have that as an option. That's how the house gets you. They they, they say the house always wins. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> if you fall for that, but then in the tailpipe, you just paying the house. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is uh, fifteen plus fifteen thousand. Play, Bam out of house. Look, look, I don't know. How does Bam Adebayo's odds are longer than Kyle Kuzma's odds? Kyle Kuzma plays for, like, the worst team in the league. Bam's having a really nice start on a good team. He's plus 20,000. Boyan Bogdanovich, plus 20,000. Jordan Poole. Right they just, they're just stealing people's money, man. They should be ashamed. They <laughs> Norris, what would have to happen for Jordan Poole to win the MVP? I would have to be living in the twilight zone. Man, he had to be averaging 40 points a game for the rest of the season, literally. Draymond, 40 points and seven rebounds and seven assists. Norris, Draymond wouldn't allow it. Draymond would come in and punch him before he got the award. I hate to tell you. On that note, <laughs> I, I wanted to end with your take there because, Norris, as much as I respect him, and he's a four-time NBA champ, that guy is out of control. And at some point, Look, five-game suspension, I don't know how much of it is just frustration. Certainly it's been a positive for the Warriors on the whole. They've won four titles. I thought it was a really ugly look for him to go straight wrestling move on Rudy Gobert the other night, get suspended for five games. Yeah, listen, his edginess within the game, you need that. But when it goes beyond, when it goes beyond the realm of basketball, and it gets a little extra, and you know that they're watching you. You just gotta be a little smarter, Draymond. You, you yeah. just, you just, you just gotta be. And um, you know the NBA is trying to get away from that type of play, so you just gotta be, gotta be smarter, Dre. Well, specifically <clears throat> for him, you know, if if a player with no background and track record does that, that's what I'm saying. They might get a game, but when it's Draymond who's been ejected 18 times or whatever in his career. Can't the do league's, that. The league's just not going to put up with it. And at some point, it's going to end up going and, and hurting his team, you know, and, and whatever. He's always helped them more than he's hurt them. Can I interest you in plus 50,000 on John Collins uh, to win the MVP? 
Pay the house, man. Just throw a the, couple, the house little, is collecting. Little little pizza money on ESPN bet. Little John Collins MVP. Up next, oh, no, Q all Myers my has game night <laughs> with two-time NBA champ Norris Cole, who's got as good odds as John Collins to an MVP. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. <laughs> this is ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Greeny, and an unbelievable NFL weekend will give way to the biggest game of the season Monday night. It's the Chiefs, it's the Eagles, it's the Super Bowl rematch, and we'll be the place to get you ready. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.